boy. Only white people are proud to be dirty. <laughs> I don't know they're proud to be dirty. Enchilada Casserole Podcast with Lisa Esparza. And Felipe Esparza, we're back. We're back. Sorry, we missed everybody. We've been gone. We've been busy. Crazy busy again, which the is good. The things I've seen, the people we've seen. Crazy busy. The um, We had, uh, what do we have? Fourth of July, right? We had Fourth of July, yeah. Oh, we're back. The slippers has to go to the cage. We have a rabbit here. And she's, she's, she's just eating the cords. Paper, everything. We put in a cage right now. So we went. Um, we took the rabbit outside the other day, and we never, we hardly ever took the rabbit outside. We have like a little cage for the rabbit slippers, and um, I decided to like, I don't know why I did this. I ran through the, her little cage and started her. And we put a little cage around, like a little a barrier. A little fence around her running area, and you came out of nowhere from in her blind spot, and you jumped into her little ring, and she fucking flipped out. I almost tripped over her. I she got scared south. and bolted. <laughs> Felipe did like a half handstand, like he was breakdancing. I know, man. I was amazed at what happened, and he didn't hurt himself. I'm very um, acrobatic lo- when I have to be. <laughs> I almost lost the rabbit. And the rabbit was mad. She gave me a stomp like this. Yeah, she stomped on the ground and it echoed. It echoed. It was never fucking, seen there before. It was hard. That's what, it, that's what they call me, stumper. <laughs> she was pissed. Yeah, you got to get up closer to the mic like this. She was pissed. She was pissed. She was mad that you ran into her area. She's mad right now. She's chewing, going off on that thing. Shredding that little grass hut we bought her. She's crazy. She's tearing it up. She's so mad. Like a kid sent to her room. Yes. We went to um, to, um, 4th of July. Hope everybody had a nice um, three-day vacation. Safe. Safe 4th of July. Hopefully nobody lost a finger during the illegal fireworks activities. Or punched a mom or dad. Oh, yeah, or had domestic (laughs) violence or something like that. Um. did you um? Were there a lot of illegal fireworks in Dayton? Yeah. Growing up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I have a funny story though. I just remember this. We <laughs> <laughs> they were um. We people would go down to Kentucky and Tennessee to get. By the um, way, they have the bomb yeah. fireworks there. They're in the inner reservation of probably hillbillies. Hillbillies. Not Good not, shit, yeah, man. Like Joe no. Dirt style. Yeah, Joe Dirt style. Exactly. They're legal too. They're legal. They they sell them all year. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're legal and um. So people would go down and buy some down there, and some, and there, but they were illegal. In, they were illegal in Dayton, um, or in I think Ohio in general. Maybe. But um, my mom somehow happened upon. We would always get sparklers because those weren't illegal back then. They are illegal here in California, I think. Right? Yes, they don't I make them out of metal no more. Yeah, sparklers are even not legal. But we had um, we had sparklers, but that was it. And maybe then those fucking little snakes. Those little black snakes, yeah. they were like little black discs and you light it and it like expands like a long ash. Almost boring. That was <laughs> boring. Works That's ever. all smoke. <laughs> no, it was all ash. It just like a little turd came out. There's nothing. Yeah. But we had, uh, my mom some somehow happened upon a few fireworks 
but she was too paranoid and paranoid about being caught lighting illegal fireworks in our backyard or wherever. So she was too paranoid about that to do it at our house. And also she didn't want to do it and she didn't want us doing it um, because she was so scared that we were going to hurt ourselves too. We drove out fourth, fourth of July, my mom and my grandmother and me and my brother. So we drove all the way out to like, I don't know, Xenia, you know, like 45 minutes away, I think. And we couldn't find a place where my mom felt comfortable lighting off these fireworks that she had happened upon. I don't know how she got them, somebody at work or something. So we end up, it was like one of those fuck it moments. We're just going to pull over here to the side of the freeway and we're going to light off fireworks in the middle of the, like on the side of the freeway. It was kind of a slow freeway. I think it was the 35, I think like it was. Like the movie Dutch. Or the 444 or something like that. Anyway, Dutch, did they do that at Dutch? Yes. Dutch? Yes. When? Um, Al Bundy and that kid, they did it. I'm, I'm sorry, his name not Al Bundy in that movie, but Al Bundy <laughs> will always be Al Bundy. Ed, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill will always yeah. be Al Bundy, yeah. just like um, that guy from that movie, Do the Right Thing, will always be Radio, Radio Rahim. Rahim. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we were standing on the side of the freeway we're not allowed to touch them the kids uh but my mom good fireworks they were pretty good you know like your standard bottle rockets and and those screamers and my favorite are the jumping jacks they like well they used to be called jumping jacks which one are bottle rockets bottle rockets have a long stick on them and you put that part in the bottle usually but i think you can also put it in the ground in the dirt and then you light it, and it shoots off. It launches off. Like a skyrocket. Like a skyrocket, but you shouldn't be holding it in your hand, but a lot of people do. It's a do stick, it right, with the stick. end of it? Yeah. Oh, man, those are but the best. you can hurt yourself with that. Those, I wish I had some right now. But then there's Roman candles. Those are pretty. Which I one like are those? those? Those are like a cone, and you light the top of the cone. And those it, are the most popular it just, ones, huh? It's showers and showers of sparkles and colors and that sort of thing. And it lasts a long time. And then the... Um, there's my my favorite were I don't know what they're called, but I I think they were called jumping jacks back then, and they like buzz around and jump around really frank, frantically. And they go up in the air. No, they're pretty low to the ground, and they just. Bzz, 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 Mine were the butterflies. A, they were pink. But they're like green. They change color yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we called those jumping jacks. Thought they were butterflies because they were. Pink. They were, and the fuse was in the middle of it, right? I think it was a disc, yeah. Oh, the disc. And it spun around and That's jumped. That's the disc. I know what that disc is. See, I think the one, the one I'm thinking about is different. It's um, it's like a, it's like a cherry bomb. It's fat, and it's pink. And the inside has a the fuse in the middle, and it spins in different mm, colors. I don't think I know that one. And then we kicked it. <laughs> you can always add that extra element of danger. That's funny, man. Like after that will turn out, there'll be like a little fire left, and we'll yeah. kick it. Yeah, there's a little fire. We would always smash them. Yeah, we would do that. Um, I think you're thinking of the same thing. I think, yeah, I'm not sure. But mine was called. not a disc. Mm, okay. Also, they used to light that firework that you would nail to a tree and then spin it. I never had one of those. Yeah, I think I'd been at parties where like somebody's uncle or dad put it on a tree or something like that. I had. Uh, I hated black cats, and I hated all the noisemakers. That didn't have any sort of uh, point, you know, other than making loud noise. Boys always liked those. I didn't like that. I didn't like just 
a noise for the sake of noise. No, it's nothing pretty out of it. We've been going bodyboarding. You've been going. I went once. I went to Venice Beach, people, and I got in that water and I caught some waves in the shallow end. Yeah, well, it was really shallow, um, but you went far out. Yes. You went pretty far that time because it was a high tide. We ran into a pervert at Venice Beach, by yeah, the way. Be careful if you're going to Venice Beach in California or Santa Monica, but I think he sticks to Venice. He is a five foot nine, stocky, bald man. I think he's Latino, could be Middle Eastern, I'm not sure. Could be Salvadorian or Nicaraguan, something like that. Yeah, and you know, he looks whitish though, but he looks like he might be ethnic in some sort. But anyway, short, like five nine, chubby, bald head, and he wears shants. He wears long, short pants. Long, short pants. We caught him creeping behind Lisa. Well, first, about a month ago, my one of my friends on Facebook, who's really a fan of yours. Kayla. Kayla Love. Kayla Love. It's not her real name, but she posted a picture of this guy on the beach in Venice. And she said she caught him recording women's crotches. Yeah, while they're napping. Butts, while they were either napping or on their stomach and didn't see him behind them. But he's right behind him. Right behind him. And then she she saw him and she wasn't sure if that was what was he, what he was doing until two other guys saw him doing that. And they were laughing. Like, look at this pervert over here. you know. And he laughed back at them and made the little V sign and stuck yeah. his tongue in between. Blah, 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 you know, and laughed. Like Kingpin. Like Kingpin. <laughs> but um, so he did that to them like, yeah, you know. And uh, she confronted him about it and said, I saw you recording this woman. What are you doing? And he said, oh, it's a free country. I can record. There's no law against recording. And um, she said, it's creepy and it's disgusting. And he said, well, I've been coming to Venice Beach for 10 years doing this. And he said, and you're fat anyway. I don't want to record you anyway. You have nothing to worry about or something like that. She's not fat, but he had to have something to say to put her down. Yes. Make himself feel better. He hates women. (laughs) So... Uh, so anyway, I saw, I was sitting on the beach. You guys were in the water, you and Isaac, and I was taking a break and I saw this guy and he had a little camcorder and he has a straight up camcorder. It's not his phone. Like a it's Sony. A little, it's a small, it's a small one. Yeah. Like a little Sony. He um, carries it. Per- it fits perfect in his pocket. And he, when he pulls he it out, he's his always. Back, his back of his shorts too. Yeah. When he pulls out the camera, it's like he's, he's looking at it like he's checking. The leading stuff. Yeah, going through his images and deleting stuff and doing some general maintenance. He has a routine. He has a routine. But then he's he, done this before. You could see, <laughs> you can see he's recording um, behind women, and and I saw him, and I was like, that guy looks familiar. I think that's the guy. When you and say I, he looks familiar, I saw him walking, and he was recording from little girls by the beach. Yeah, they were running to the water, and I saw him record them. So I saw him, and I thought he looked familiar. So then I went on Facebook to her page where I had seen her post a month ago and I'm scrolling down. I couldn't find this photo. I, maybe she deleted it. I wasn't sure. So I posted on her page. I said, Hey, where's that picture of that guy you posted? Cause I think he's here. And she, she posted it up and there it was. And it was the same guy. I said, Oh my God, he's here. So, um, but then he had moved on cause it was packed that day. It was packed. It was packed. Um, and so then I laid down. He moved away, and I didn't see him anymore. So then I laid down, um, but I, lay, I laid on my stomach. I laid on my stomach. And he, I sat up, 
and I turned around and he was back there. And he was maybe you know, 10 feet from me, but he was in a straight line from me. So I think he may have been recording. There was nobody else blocking his view. Then uh, when I saw you, you know, I, I sat up and I put like a towel around me and stuff. And then I saw you come up and I was telling you about it. And then by that time he had moved on again. He moved away again. And anyway, we got home and we looked it all up and all this stuff. And, and it is it is legal for him to record because it's not illegal to record stuff in public. It's even legal if he's recording little girls or women's crotches um, because he's not in a private, we're not in a private place. There's no expectation, reasonable expectation of privacy, you know? So he can zoom in on our crotches and do that. Now, so somebody that's somebody crazy. found out he was like selling that as pornography or something it or putting it up is, for so. money, which he probably is. But if you could prove it, then that could be prosecutable probably. Anybody other with a big bush <laughs> that could be recognized anywhere. <laughs> like if you have a tarantula coming out of there. Or a tattoo that says "Mija." <laughs> stupid. But yeah, so that's we saw him, and he was gross. And you know, let me tell you guys, that's just creepy. It's just creepy. It's wrong. It makes women feel. Guys don't know this feeling, but there's a there's always something in the back of my head Better when I, I go feel, out. Be feeling my stomach. <laughs> There's always something in the back of my head when I get dressed in the morning, when I'm going to go out by myself and you're not going to be with me. I have to be conscious of what I'm wearing. And it's sad that I have to be. We shouldn't have to be. But in my head, I don't want guys looking at me and creeping around. So I don't wear revealing stuff, right? Now, they will look, even if I had a guy on a bus one time, I was wearing, I was coming home from jury duty, and this creepy guy was doing this, like squeezing his legs together, you know, because he had a heart on. He had a boner. Look, that only wears some 501 jeans. <laughs> he was doing that like on the tight. bus and looking at women's, including my legs. Just I had a skirt on, just our um, our legs and, and shoes. And there were about three women around him, and he I could tell what he was doing. And you could see, you could kind Maybe of see a little. Pervert. I'm not the pervert. But I can feel when somebody's eyes are on yeah. me, and I know when I'm being watched. Me too. And I told you when I got when I can't even go out for. Now I'm not saying like, oh fuck, I'm so hot or whatever. I'm saying, as a woman, no matter what you look like, even just going down the street like for a walk. I want to go for a walk. I want to wear my pants that I wear to the gym. I can't do that walking in my neighborhood because the the cars have slowed down before. And kind of followed me. And then I had to make a little jog around the different corner while this guy turned down a one-way street and couldn't get back again. But then he creeped around and came back out that parking lot that one time. That's creepy, especially when I'm by myself. So I have to, I can't go out for a walk in my neighborhood. And this is not a bad neighborhood. There's old people here, you know? That's what it's like to be a woman. There's just this constant, it's always a possibility that somebody out there is being predatory. And that's too bad, you know? It's too bad. And I don't know how you teach that without teaching girls that guys are, you know, gross a lot of times. And So we posted his photo on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. 
Like going on too much no, of a no. rant. So we posted his photo on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And some people got crazy. What's going to happen to that guy is that he's going to get a, uh, an innocent man in trouble one day. Yeah. He's going to catch him and the guy is going to have like a strike or somebody crazy going to end up beating him up and going to jail. And then that guy's going to win, of course. Say, I wasn't doing nothing. I know. That guy will win. Unless it's- they open the camera, but still, they can't do nothing. They can't even take his camera. No. The cops can't take his camera. There's nothing they can do uh, unless he were to, you know, assault them, touch them. It's too bad. But yeah, you're right. Somebody's gonna. Somebody's daughter's gonna be filmed. Like remember Jean Pompa at yeah. the Latino Laugh Festival? Some creep was like wanting to take pictures of his daughter. Yeah. She was 15. He just went up to her and started taking pictures of yeah. her. And Gene was like, what the fuck? And they all, you guys all followed him into the bathroom. Johnny, and Johnny Sanchez. Sanchez. Johnny Sanchez kind of instigated and I stood outside. He did. He, he pushed a little bit. The door. <laughs> he did push a little bit more. But they. they hey, bro. But, you know. These are guys who don't fight. And yeah. they're, con- they're confronting this guy over teenage daughter. They were loaded, too. They were ready to kill. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do nothing. Yeah. Anyway. So that was when we were at the beach last week. Because I've been home for three weeks now. Two weeks? Two weeks now. Yeah. Two weeks. Almost three weeks. We, yeah, we had 4th of July. We spent, uh, we did mushrooms. No, we didn't. No, we didn't talk about that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we did shrooms. We went to Marina Del Rey, people. Oh, my. No, we, we went. The first time we went to Venice Beach, we got there late. Parking was thirty dollars. This was last year, two years ago, right? No, two this this ago. this year when we were walking around, we couldn't find parking. Oh, when we went to the beach the other day, when it was like a hundred degrees. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God, it was yeah, 100. it was a hundred. Yeah, and everybody and their mother was there, and we went into the beach, and it was twenty five, and we came out. I think it was thirty five or something like that. Yeah, when we came out, that was crazy. It's funny at at the Venice Beach and Marina del Rey, like. You got to worry about that guy um, filming your your wife or your girlfriend or your daughter's crotch. But also you got to worry, worry about like you're falling asleep and you're, having some, you're getting a nice suntan, you know. Then you wake up and you turn around and there's this lady from Oaxaca sitting behind <laughs> you just chilling like a rabbit. And you're like wondering, like, what the hell? Kneeling on one Kneeling knee. Kneeling on one hand. One knee. Holding yeah. a big ass tray full of mangoniadas and a bunch of fruit, fruit. cocktails. Yeah. And she's dressed like she lives in Afghanistan because <laughs> she's wearing a hat. She's dressed like she wears it. She's picking fruit. But this lady's on a hustle, man. She's selling mangoes with, with um, tahin for five bucks. Well, it's like a big bag of. Cut watermelon, mango. You can get some with coconut. Those are the special ones. Coconut, pineapple. They got, you know, mango, watermelon, pineapple, la fruta. La fruta. If you ever had a fruit cocktail on the streets for five bucks, don't be expecting it to be that big. <laughs> but it was pretty good. Though. They're, big, they're big spears of um The of mango fruit. sweet. The mango's good. And then they put a little chili and lemon on it. Five bucks. Sometimes it's three bucks if it's like later in the day and they want to get rid of them. But, but they're creeping, man. They but look, they are hustling. They blend in like they're at the beach. Yeah. So they're hustling, man. This, this is what immigrants do. And they found a niche. They found a need. Boogie boards. <laughs> they found a need on the beach. 
because they do this in Mexico too. I went to when I went to Mexico years ago. I bought I bought beer for a dollar right there, guys with coolers selling sol beer for a dollar. They had sol beer back ten then. Ten pesos, yeah, hmm. ten pesos a dollar. Here you go, and uh, it was good, and it was just cool that I didn't have to get up and go anywhere. And these are not people. I, did, I wasn't at a resort. This was like on an empty island in Cabo. And um, there were just guys walking around selling beer. And that was great. But I never saw it here until probably three years ago, right? We haven't seen fruit on the beach on no. the sand for like not five years ago or Not or just more, fruit, right? but a, a lady shows up yeah. with an ice chest and she has, and she's selling ice cream and someone, this is... This is like very like who thought of this idea? This lady has stickers of all the ice cream she has inside the ice chest, outside the ice chest. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so this that's like the ice cream. Man so she's walking truck. with the ice chest full of um, fresh ice cream, and whenever like I don't know why when like they see the cops coming, then she just lays down like that's her ice chest for her her, her beach day. Yeah, they do play it off like like the cops are. They warn like each other around. too. Yeah, and they warn each other or um, if the cops are around or if... Because the lifeguards don't do anything. No, they buy it too. Yeah, they buy it too. Um, but I tell you what, nobody else is doing it. It's not like they're doing anything wrong. I, this fruit is yum. It's so yummy and it's refreshing. Sometimes they have waters there. They sell me some waters. Uh, other they sell times boogie they boards, sell boogie boards. But those boogie boards are whack. They are whack. They're the same boogie boards you might find in Kroger. Or you know, yeah, those, like Safeway. Those boogie boards, man. They, they're made of styro- They're made of the same thing as um styrofoam. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a little styrofoam. It'll last you a good two two uh, days on the beach if you're lucky. You're lucky. If you crash, your board will probably break that day. If you have a wipeout. But it was super hot. We rode bicycles. Too. We went bike riding one of the days. Yeah. And we watched fireworks on the Fourth of July. We had some little shrooms action. That was fun. Yeah, man, it was. Um, we had. Um, we stood in Miranda Ray. It was fun. Oh my God! On one of the nights, we were, we were there. There was like a. I don't know. It was a wedding party that broke out. And man, I don't know. If, I, thought, I mean, I love my family, but I'm not one of those guys, you know, that's there every week. You know, I'm not there. Trying to find out, start talking to my mom every week about everything, you know. I'm just not that son, you know. <laughs> there's a lot of, we, we, there's seven of us, you know, and, and all, there's seven kids, and we all have a different personality and how we're going to treat our mom. One person needs to always be next to her, he needs to be with her. That's that brother. <laughs> then there's another brother that's okay to see my mom every other week. Then there's, a, there's, a, there's another brother that, who saw the harvest? Yeah, the who saw the harvest? Who will always be there? <laughs> there's another brother. There's another brother that is just waiting there to see what's left over if something happens to her, ready to catch a check. And there's another brother ready to dip into her purse and steal twenty bucks. Yes, he's in Mexico. <laughs> and he's in Mexico. And then there's another brother that's okay if I see her if we're, if, during holidays only. And that's me. Yeah. And those are tough too. Well, you're also busy. Very busy. You're gone a lot, so you don't you don't see you're gone, especially on the weekends when they're getting together for things. And everybody's got a fucking birthday every week. Your family's so big. There's a birthday every week almost, including nephews and nieces. Yeah. And and it's just like it's just too much sometimes, you know. 
So there's a big but family. I didn't which even was know. a wedding, right? A wedding party where they were breaking up. We had a balcony that overlooked the uh, the part of the parking lot where, like, some of the marina and then part of the parking lot where the bar empty. But out. all the drama. But all the drama. And I had binoculars too. I was ready. <laughs> and Lisa, you were so and, ready. And Lisa was trying to read lips. I always tried to read lips for that one. They were they were all a, there was a big wedding party like a bunch of white they were, they were chubby, like, chubby people and, chubby people and a couple of Latinos that were oh, chubby yeah? too. I thought they were all white. Man, they were arguing and this woman in black kept yelling and screaming. Well, one girl like was refusing. Some girl was kicking another girl out of her car. This was like midnight, right? They had come out of this wedding reception at the hotel. It's a nice hotel. Right on the beach. Like, it's it's classy. It's like four stars, you know. But whatever they... Uh, they they didn't act like four-star people. And, man, they were... She was, were she kicked a, her out of the car. They were a shitty minivan, too, huh? Yeah, Some a shitty them. minivan. They got out of the car. They, she kicked that girl out of the car, and she stood there in the parking lot in her dress. And she was all dressed up. And then some other minivan pulled up, and people trying to de-escalate the situation. But it was just this one girl pouting. The whole time, she was like holding everybody hostage, pouting right there. I won't yell the out the balcony. Lot. Just just leave that bitch there. <laughs> I know. She's old enough to catch an Uber. She was throwing a fit, and she, she was well into her 20s. She had to be at least 30 or something. No, she was like, you know, late 20s yeah. probably. But yeah, like, grow up. Come on. Yeah. But some people do that. They hold the whole family hostage for things like that, you know, with their drama. They do. See, I can never do that, man. I can never deal with that. I'm out. Me too. I'm not that girl who cut that cab home. Yeah. That girl was smart, man. Yeah. That girl is not going to speak to that girl for two years probably. I know. That's one of those things where you fucking ruined my wedding party. I'm not talking to my sister for a whole two years. If I was that girl years. in that car, I would leave, I'd be leaving that wedding and that fight like the end, end of an 80s movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, with Duran Duran, Duran Duran playing, man. And your fist in the fist air. Fist in the air. The in the, in drinking a malt shake. <laughs> malt shake. <laughs> Wearing a Miley Chigra shirt. <laughs> so, man, it was so fun. There was a lot of people, a lot of people. Like, if you ever guys been to the Marina del Rey, there's this area where ever, a little um, lagoon. Mother's Beach. Mother's Beach. That's the official name of the beach. And they had a fireworks show. It's great views. Well, there's a fireworks show on in the ocean on some barge, I guess. But you can see it from like Marina del Rey, Playa del Rey, or Playa del Vista, whatever that area is called. Totally free. Yeah, totally free. Although we were at the hotel because we didn't want to drive back. Because. Oh, my God. Nobody, you know, we watched people sitting in traffic for an hour under our balcony. And they were pissed. It ruined their whole night. And it was weird to watch people's tempers flare, you know, like over time, just build and build and build and then honk. And they wouldn't stop. For an hour, they were stuck. And the cops had shut off like right turns and left turns and forcing people to go one direction. People were being sent down there trying to do a U-turn and getting stuck in a big traffic jam, uh, not realizing they were headed for a traffic jam. Like we were watching it all happen. It was crazy. And it was such a downer. I mean, for them, we were like chilling. We were laughing at people. I was yelling at them. Felipe's making up fake stories about their lives as they were passing by. I was yelling, happy birthday, America. <laughs> it was funny, man, because he, it was a big, 
seen a lot of people. Everybody's going home. That man, I don't know how how um how how parents do it. I know the people who listen to this podcast who have a big family who who do all the whole beach thing with five or ten other families. Stay there all day. All day, like like that one guy, man. He, this guy had a, one of those um, caravans. <laughs> And he had a, a pickup truck, a pickup of, truck, yeah. and in the back seat he had a tent that was rolled up. Yeah, he had at least ten chairs. He had three bikes, and he brought three bikes, and yeah. he's trying to get out there. He's jumping. He's smoking. He poor guy was there an hour. Yeah, he was sitting in his pickup truck trying to do a U turn into that traffic jam where there was nowhere to go except back out. It was like a little U turn kind of thing. And he, you could tell immediately when he drove in there, he drove in all fast because he was happy. He was, he had some freedom from where he came from, but then he ended up right there in that traffic jam, not knowing. I was like, no, we were watching it happen. He went, he landed right in the traffic jam, stuck there. He was so angry. He got out of his car, was yelling. It was funny. We were people. And these guys probably had to go to work. The oh next my day, God. That's the worst. On the fifth. What a letdown. That's why I love stand-up comedy. <laughs> All my, all my, I get, I, I go to sleep at, um, sometimes I gotta get up early, you know, cause I have a show at 7 p.m. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm so glad I gotta get up at 9. That's sleeping in for me. It was funny to, to watch like people walk away who were, oh my God, we saw a girl fall off her skateboard in front of a car that was trying oh, to get she out. Was stupid. She was trying to weave through the stopped traffic and then she just ran right into one of the cars. Her skateboard went under the car. Guy got out all mad like, you just ran your skateboard into my car. I, she was okay, but... Then we, then we saw this uh, this woman with, um, she was carrying a baby on her chest and then had a, a stroller. And this is late and she's on the phone this frantic. This is like 11 o'clock. She's yeah. frantic on the phone. And I'm, I'm like making up stuff that she's saying. Larry, are you still surfing? <laughs> What's going on? Are you still paddleboarding? Oh, I died. I thought that was funny. She's attacking that thing, man. Oh, by the way, Lisa is still trying to get her paddleboard in this year. You know, I try to do paddle. This and is kayak. us on vacation. This is us on any sort of vacation. And there, our little vacations are really only like three days somewhere three days nearby. Um, like Rodrigo goes to Mexico for two weeks solid. You ever taken a two week vacation ever in your life? Then, he don't call, then on the podcast, he, he didn't call it a vacation. I know. He said, if Oh, you, it wasn't a vacation. If you didn't go, if you went to him not to work, it's not a vacation. Two weeks solid. I can't go two weeks solid. I I've never I'll, been on vacation two weeks solid I, ever in my life. I feel like if I go anywhere for two weeks solid, I'm going to lose out on something. <laughs> My mail's gonna back up. My email's gonna back up. I can't imagine. I would. I just can't imagine a vacation for two weeks. Solid. That's so weird. Anyway, so our vacations are like two to three days. You and you and I. We take little mini trips every once. Moro Bay sometimes. Yeah, Moro Bay, Venice. Venice you know, Beach. Nice little getaway. Or I'll go with you on the road sometimes. But um, yeah. So uh, this one was. Um, what was I saying? Paddleboarding. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to paddleboard since, well, really since Hawaii. When we and went to kayak, Hawaii, yeah. I wanted to go. 
And then I was like, well, you know, we just put it off and put it off. And I can't schedule anything with you on vacation when our, when we're really on vacation, vacation, like two, three days. I can't schedule anything because I have a plan. If I wake everybody up at like seven, eight in the morning, let's get going. Boom, boom, boom. They will look at me like I have two heads, like who the hell are you? You know, and I'll get, I'll catch the wrath of grumpy Felipe who doesn't want to do anything but sit on his butt. And so I Lisa guess, gets up I gotta early. wait and I get up early. I gotta get, Even on vacation. I wanna get stuff done. I want to, don't you want to see? She gets like, up at seven. Who's the other? I want to get up at seven in Hawaii. <laughs> don't you want to see as much stuff as possible if we're only there what for you a few do? days? You don't make a canoe over there or somebody? Do like, the car. She wants to go to, I don't know, man. It was seven o'clock. Morro Bay, I wanted to call kayaking. What were we there for three days? Two days? Two days, two days, and yeah. three nights, or something like that. And I wanted to do kayak. The bay is steps from our door. The surf shop and the little pro shop thing that has the kayak rentals—they're right across the street from our hotel. I could see it. I could throw a rock at it from our balcony. We never went kayaking or paddleboarding. Then this time, the paddleboards. Right outside in the parking lot, they have the, this whole surf shop trailer like set up, that mobile um, paddleboard thing. And I wanted to go kayaking or do paddleboarding. Not we never, we never uh, made it. Never made it. We did a few other things, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna make it happen this weekend. I'm going to. We went to the public school. The public school scratch. We went to the public <laughs> pool in Griffiths Park. I don't yeah. know if anybody goes to a public pool. But public pool at the Griffiths Park is pretty cool. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> what do you want to say about the pool? The pool is nice. That's <laughs> funny. Good. I was at the pool and I'm almost, I'm almost... I don't like that they don't let you take stuff in there, like stuff you might need. Like what? I don't know. I see people bring all kinds of stuff. People don't bring anything. I can't bring a bag of stuff. I saw people bring... I saw this, this family eating sandwiches when I was Sandwiches? There. They yes. never let me bring food. The you young, can't even bring your phone out there. You're not supposed to have your phone. First of all, when you go to Griffiths Park or anywhere in this area, you got to pretend that you're a foreigner from Europe. Because <laughs> those guys get away with drinking beer in public. <laughs> like yeah, that yeah. one woman... Remember that woman? Look at this woman walking around with uh, champagne. Oh, I know. She had a mimosa in her hand on Venice Beach, like walking down the strand right there. I was like, who are you? Who do you think you are? But yeah, well, foreigners, they don't I know shouldn't it. say foreigners, people from Europe always play the ignorance card. You have to. They, yeah. You know, we used to get people, lots of Europeans in New York to, City. To, to the restaurant. Uh-huh. Now. In New York City, two things as a waiter. One, they'd come in at like... 20 minutes before closing time, like almost 11 o'clock, and they want a full dinner, appetizers, dessert, cappuccino, ever, the works, because that's how they eat over there Marcomina, in Europe. por favor. Marcomina, por favor. Yeah. We love tapas. <laughs> they want fucking, like, five-course meal. Five-course meal, cocktails, aperitifs, like, after-dinner wine stuff, cappuccino, espresso, all that stuff. And... That's the table that comes in right before you're about to close. Your feet are hurting. Your night has been shitty or just so slammed. And then you think you're almost out the door. And nope, here we come. Oh, yeah. I had that Italian family that one time when I worked at Mesa. They came in probably 10 minutes to, until it was like 
at night. We closed at 11 and they came in at 10, 10 minutes till no English. And I'm speaking. I don't speak Italian. Nobody spoke Italian there. So I'm bare, I'm speaking my Spanish. I'm speaking my Spanish. They're speaking Italian to me. And we're trying to communicate through the Latin root of the two languages. And we kind of made it. We kind of made it happen. And it was some pointing. And there were some words, clarification of, of certain words that, you know, and we, we made it. We did it. We made it happen. But, you know, they also don't tip. Because in their countries in Europe, most of the countries over there, especially like France and Japan, uh, England, uh, Germany, I think, they don't have to tip because the waiters have a nice, not a nice salary, but you know, they have a, a good salary that it's they can live in the on. Meal, it's right? included in the meal. There is no thought of a tip, it's basically covered. They get a good wage. And I've talked about, you know, waiting tables and how little you make in the United States. And in New York, that was the least I ever made. It was two, two twenty five an hour or whatever. So it didn't even count, just paid my taxes. And then all my money was tips. That was all I made. And but a lot of Europeans would not tip and they knew that they were supposed to tip. Because other Europeans I talked to or went to school with, whatever we'd talk and I'd say, Hey, what's the deal with tipping in your country? You know, and they would talk about it. Oh no, they know that they're supposed to tip, and they would tell me that. You know, my Danish friends. They know here like, in America. They know. They, they, they know read what happens. They, they, go, read. they come here. They are well-traveled people. People, uh, people who live in Europe are well-traveled. They often speak multiple languages, which is great. Um, they're more aware of the global culture instead of just being, you know, ethnocentric and thinking it's all about you know America or thinking it's all about their own country. Um, they go to other countries to experience the other cultures. They read this stuff. They read these guides. They know they're supposed to tip, and they don't. And they're oh, we didn't know. Oh, just like um, like I said, like um, those people that were at the Griffith Park, like they yeah. were, they were, they were. Were they foreign? I think they were. Cause they were. Huh. They, the man just took up. Um, I think they were just P, um, PB and J's and ham and cheese sandwiches, plain ones. You know. Thought you were gonna say Vegemite. Vegemite. <laughs> what is Vegemite? Are we talking Have you about ever that? had it? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh my god, it's like eating a salt sandwich. It's like um, it's protein. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a vegetable paste, vegetable right? Paste. But you know what it tastes like? If you were to go grab one of those vegetable bouillon cubes I have yes. in there for vegetable broth that I I used to cook, um, you spread it on a sandwich. That's what Vegemite tastes like. Gross. It tastes, it tastes like vegetable paste and salt. It's so much salt. for a sandwich? And it's kind of crusty when you scoop it up, like oily and, and crusty. It's for a sandwich. And, and I think it was black when I had it. I had, um, I had a friend, I had a family member who dated an Australian woman, and she um, made that sandwich for me. She had it. And I remember the label and everything. And I, I was, I thought it was like peanut butter or something. I, it looked good, and uh, it was not good at all. It was really, really bad and oily. Yeah, it's exactly like if you spread one of those bouillon cubes on your sandwich. That's what it tasted like. It's <laughs> gross. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> it's it like the number one food over there, right? Oh, it's an acquired taste. So I got pretty dark. Lisa also got, Lisa got pretty tan. Her feet are pretty tan. My feet are pretty. They're very pretty. Kind of. I went to a dentist to get, I, I'm going to get a molar put in. 
And um, the nurse's assistant looked at me and said, and she's, she's Latina too. She said, you look chocolate. <laughs> you would have saw me, people. I look like the KFC crispy man. <laughs> George Hamilton. The George Hamilton colonel. Which, by the way, when we were, we know that I never thought about it until you, to where you were, when we were talking about it, when we saw George Hamilton, that he was the, when we saw George Hamilton, that he is a crisp, extra crispy man yeah. for KFC. Yeah. I know that Ashley Hamilton, but I never like think about him as being George Hamilton's father or Son. George. I never see Ashley Hamilton as George Hamilton's son. You just don't look like him. Well, he does look very much like him. Okay. He looks exactly like him, but um, his mom is Alana Stewart, mm-hmm. Rod Stewart's ex-wife. Oh wow! Isn't that weird that she keeps Rod Stewart's last name, even though she was married to George Hamilton after Rod Stewart? Just like Yoko Ono. Well, no, Yoko oh, kept bad. her maiden Idiot. name. Yeah, Alana kept her last husband's name. What if I had kept my last husband's name and stayed married to you? I didn't even go back to my maiden name, just kept my last husband's name and still married you. Wouldn't you wonder, like, why? What? She wasn't super. You must be a Rothschild. She wasn't super famous, you know, when, when she married. Didn't um, also that David Spade's wife kept it too? No, uh, David Spade's brother was oh. married to Kate Spade. Okay, she kept. The name when they got divorced when she divorced David Spade's brother, but because she has Kate Spade's, you know, huge name. So did Tina Turner. But um, I'm not. I'm saying she got. If Kate Spade were to get remarried to somebody else, she wouldn't keep Spade in her personal life. Kate Spade would be the product name because that's the company name. But she would change her name. I'm sure. Or just go back to her maiden name, you know. Mm. I don't think she'd get remarried and keep the... I, that's a little weird, though, right? It is weird. Keep your ex-husband's name with your new husband and not even go back to your maiden name if you want to, you know, be your own person. So you, know, so, you, so you never bring bags inside the swimming pool? I never bring anything inside the pool. I swear, no. you, must be, you, you follow the rules, man. I I'm, swear. I'm a rule follower for the most You're part. You're yeah. straight up. I know. Me and like I don't I don't really I can't lie I don't I used to when I was a kid but I can't I don't do that anymore because it's too hard to live like that I I don't lie I don't I follow rules pretty much me too I, I was at the time. swimming pool and I saw you some, do not I saw some binoculars and I was scoping them out and you told me how you could have just taken those binoculars and I didn't I know <laughs> but your first they were not thought, binoculars my, my bad they were goggles I mean goggles yeah they were swimming goggles but your first thought was there were some good ones man there were some good ones there were some um, speedo <laughs> ones white clear yeah and then I sat next to one you know I got them from another bench and I brought them next to me and I sat them they were under, under me then I said I don't want to take these goggles I have goggles I could buy goggles yeah so I'll just leave them there but see don't you think but then somebody I, asked me, are those your goggles? And I, it's like it's like they gave me another chance. <laughs> it's like I got another chance. Yeah, to, to redeem yourself. First I said, yeah. I, I'm going to leave them. They're not my goggles. I already made it my mind. You know, I'm going to put them on a bench so the person who, the owner of this, can see them. That yeah. They're not on the floor. They're on yeah. the bench now. 
But then this man asked me, are those your goggles? And, almost, and then I said, no, they're not my goggles. Somebody left them here. And I said it in Spanish. Then I went back to the water. And then when I turned around, goggles were gone. <laughs> the owner got them probably. Yeah, I mean, I always think about, I always put myself in other people's shoes. So I can't, with good conscience, I can't take something that somebody left behind just because somebody left it behind. Because if I were that person and it was, maybe it was something important to me or, or I couldn't afford another pair of goggles or whatever, like I would really hope for humanity that somebody would be honest and leave it there or turn it in. You know, if I lost my purse, I lost my keys at the mall, you know, I lost my phone. I was in. Yeah. I lost my, and you lose your phone all the time. I lost and that guy, guy returned, returned it, it, but he thought about keeping it. But see, this is, I know you don't believe in karma, but that's karma right there. He was okay. in church. He was in church and he was thinking this wasn't the right thing to do. And I think he was flipping through some of your photos and he realized he kind of recognized you, right? So he brought the phone back to the park where he found it, but he took it. He took it and we were there still when he took it. Yes. Right? Maybe. I think we were there still or hadn't gone far from the park yeah. when he found that phone. He didn't stop us and say, hey, you lost your, you just dropped your phone. That was crazy. Yeah, it was weird. Then and Birdman chased him on a bicycle. It scared him and gave him 20 bucks. <laughs> but that's that's the universe, you know. That's what I feel. You know, when George Costanza says, we're living in a society here. I, You know, we have to remember that. We are humans and we have to... We have to treat people the way we would want to be treated. It's the golden rule, and it's, I still live by that. I'm not religious, and I don't believe in God, but I do believe in treating people the way you want to be treated. And it's hard to, to do sometimes, you know, in terms of, you know, when I talk to people, sometimes I get mad and, and angry and snap at people sometimes, but for things like taking people's stuff, I can't do it. I can't do it. When I was at the YMCA, I forgot my goggles before. And when I got back the next day, they were still there in the same spot I left them. Mm-hmm. And also, old people are rule Also at um, YMCA, <laughs> I've seen things and I left them there. Yeah. So I left my goggles there like three weeks ago. I'm hoping they're still there. They probably are. Have you asked the front desk? I haven't been back. <laughs> We've been busy. Busy. So this is a weird day because yesterday all that stuff happened. Um, two guys were killed. Unarmed guys were killed uh, by police. And then uh, today, right just a few hours ago, right before we started recording this podcast. A shootout in Dallas. Shootout in Dallas where 10, My 11 pl- officers were shot uh, by snipers. During a protest, but they don't think this, these people have anything to do with the protest. They're just using it as an opportunity to shoot these police. And four people had died, I guess, as of a few hour, a couple hours ago. Four of the cops had died. And two more were in surgery or something like that. So it's crazy. But um, on, on my, my page, my Facebook, um, I have a lot of black friends that I grew up with who are posting pictures of their kids and these are my sons and all that stuff. They're all raising teenagers. Suli posted a picture of his son and his daughter and, you know, talking about the, being unsure about their what, safety they, when they leave Why do they do them. that for again? What, what was the meaning? 
Well, they're trying to show, hey, I don't want my kids to become a hashtag, you know, at some point because just because they're black and they're they're young men or whatever, and they're going out into the world because you know you talk about comply, compl- you know, all the arguments you have with with other people on social media, they always come back with, well, if people would just comply. Well, yeah, that's sometimes the case. It's not always the case. But cops, we we used to live in a time when cops would try and de-escalate situations. But now, a lot of times, they're untrained, they're less experienced, they're thrown into the job, and they panic. They, you know, I know they work, they have dangerous jobs, but... A lot of these people are are too quick to jump to the gun, you know, and these last couple, the Alton Sterling murder and um, Philando, is his name? Philando Castile. He's in Minnesota. He was just shot and he's um, he was doing nothing, Uh, had a legal permit to carry and was reaching for his wallet, communicated it to the police and he was shot and killed in the car doing nothing and it's and it's just i don't know what to think about it you know i i don't even want to discuss it too much like but it is scary that it's all all this is happening over and over and over and um but i have a lot of black friends who are sharing pictures of their kids talking about how scared they are even if they talk to them about how to behave around the police and how to comply and all that stuff you're seeing examples of some people who are complying and are still being shot and killed. Um, it's funny about like white people; they don't even really got to talk to their kids and tell them how to talk to the cops because white people know that their kids are not going to be in front of the cops. A lot of times, that's true. I did get talked to by my mom though because at shut up, don't say nothing. I was 15 years my dad old. Dad too told me about the cops too. I was 15 years old, and my mom is is pro cop. She's very, she's conservative now and she's, but I'm not, I'm not saying she used all to be not for the man before, huh? She used to be more of a hippie. She used to be more for the underdog. Then she got um, pregnant. <laughs> no, I'm saying when we were kids, but then she, uh, she became more conservative, but she's always been pro cop. You know, she's always been, you know, supportive of what they have to go out and do every day. And I understand that I'm, I'm behind that as well. And you know, a lot of cops and you've, Met a lot of cops that so your fans and stuff, and you know these don't seem like asshole guys. You know, I know a woman who's married to a cop, and she's scared every day when he goes to work. And I really think that you have two young kids, and he's you know he's a cool guy too. I really think what happened, like for example, I read books. What happened also, like in the LAPD, for example, the um, the qualifications to be a cop anywhere in America has been dropped. They went down. Yeah, went down. Before, like it was to be, it used to be really tough to be a police officer. Yeah, they wanted you to be eighteen to eighteen to um eighteen to twenty one years old, high school diploma a must. Now you go in there with a GED. Yeah. <clears throat> My dad tried out. Also, also, if you're a dishonorary discharge from the Marines, a crazy guy, dishonorable, yeah, you could be a cop instantly. Yeah. My dad tried to be a cop when he was trying to. Um, I told you that story he tried to um when he showed up with a sleuth coat no <laughs> his inspector gadget coat and his in his uh, um no. that no. that um fox hat what, no 
no, Sherlock Holmes hat. Sherlock Holmes no. hat. He, uh, no, he tried to be a cop when I think we lived in Ohio. Yeah. And uh, he tried to be a cop and he went through, they have a really, had a really rigorous like obstacle course thing they were supposed to be going through. They had to go through all that. They had to like pull a fire hose, even though they weren't, he wasn't trying out to be a fire uh, firefighter, but it was part of the whole um, test that they had to do. Um, they had to like run with a fire hose and like go through this obstacle course and climb this thing and like all this stuff, physical requirements that I don't think most cops, I uh, shouldn't say most, I don't think a lot of cops would be able to pass. There's a lot of cops I've seen. Um, they had to do that. And then they had to also, they had to like have several personal interviews. They had a home visit, I think. Um, and then they had, um, a polygraph test, right? My dad failed a polygraph test. <laughs> I don't believe in polygraph tests anyway. They're not accurate. They've been shown to be unreliable, highly unreliable, but it's I don't believe funny. in ladies asking you over and over too. Well, that's supposed to, that's supposed to Just check kidding. whether your answer changes repeatedly or, you know, over several different attempts to answer a question, how, how much it changes. But anyway, uh, my dad failed the polygraph test and then he, I, I think it was over something, whether he had stolen anything in his life or something like that. And, and he, he was like, oh, maybe some candy or something like that. And, but I don't know if he stole anything, but I just remember he failed the polygraph and, uh, he didn't become a cop and he was on, he was dishonorably discharged from the air force too. Cause he, I told you about that on the first or second episode or something. Yes. When I was a baby, he, after about a year in the air force, he, uh, he pretended to be crazy, maybe pretended and attempted suicide. And ended up in a military hospital, and then they realized he was maybe not faking, and they discharged him. So anyway, but uh, what was the, the point? The point um, about um, the cops. Oh yeah, the cop standards dropping. You're right, um, and and training too, probably. It's training. What a rush to the streets. It's, they rush them to the streets. They don't give them a lot of training in de-escalating a situation. Instead, they show them how to use tools. Um, and then they don't tell them they're going to be working sometimes 16 hours a day. That's true, too. They do. They It is a tough job, and they have to stick around and work overtime. And, uh, fill out reports. And yeah. We don't reports. know. Maybe this cop doesn't like writing. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. I mean, they, they do. I'm not denying that they have a tough job and that. Oh, I was talking about my mom also um, pulling me aside and uh, lecturing me because I was 15 and my friend Taryn was 16. She had just turned 16. I don't think she had her license yet, though. I think she had a learner's permit. And we, um, we, her mom left us at her house and her mom went to her boyfriend's house down in Cincinnati. And so Taryn and I were at home by ourselves and uh, we decided to take her mom's car out for a ride. So we drove. This is before cell phones. We drove and drove and drove. We parked outside of some boy's house that I liked. And I was trying to spy through the window, see if I could see him. And I couldn't see him. Stalker. I know. I was stalking. And then uh, and I, never, I never even hooked up with that guy. 
not, I never even, not hooked up. I didn't ever like go on a real date or anything. I just liked him. But then, um, when we went back home, we were probably out for an hour and a half, maybe. I think it takes about 45 minutes to get to Dayton from Cincinnati. Damn. So How were you? We were out in about an hour and a half. I was 15. No license? No license. And then she had her learner's permit. Who drove? She did. But she only had a learner's permit. You have to be with a licensed driver in the car. You guys, have, had, a, you guys had enough gas money? Yeah. It, there was gas in there. It, it was a little, uh, what was it? A little, it was a little compact car. I can't remember what it was. Chevy. Uh onyx or something like that a little tiny looked like a volkswagen rabbit kind of but she um she pulls into the driveway when we got back home and there is a cop car in our driveway because i guess her mom had been calling the house and we wouldn't we didn't answer and she called she kept calling and she kept calling and we weren't there and so she drove back up from cincinnati to uh the house and she had called the cops on us and she knew we took the car I guess this was her way of teaching us a lesson. So she called the cops on us. Cop came to the house. The cop was there in the driveway. And we were like, fuck. Like, we didn't even know whether we should pull in or not or just keep driving. Gangster. Yeah. So we pulled in. My mom was there. I knew. See, my mom, even though she was violent and angry and over the top um, as far as punishment, when I was younger, when by the time I was a teenager, our roles had started to shift. And I was the responsible one. I was the one who, I, I was doing my mom's taxes, which is kind of where that joke of yours comes from. You know, like I was doing my mom's taxes at that age. And doing, I was, I was kind of becoming the mom and she was becoming the person who needed assistance in life. And she, um, but I was too big for my britches at some point and I was sitting there listening to a lecture from this cop and I knew I wasn't going to get in trouble for my mom and I'm sitting there next to Tara and we're sitting my friend we're sitting on the couch and in her living room and the cops pacing back and forth in front of us and like blah 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 how much trouble you could have gotten into you could have gotten into a wreck all this stuff and I'm rolling my eyes you know, sucking my teeth, like, yeah, whatever, you know, and visibly doing this, like making it clear that I didn't want to listen to this guy. My mom pulls me into the kitchen and she says, I don't care how you feel about the police. You cannot show them how you feel or how annoyed you are or how un unhappy you are about being pulled over or whatever. They can make up anything they want. And they will get away with it. And she said that to me at 15 years old. And that was my lesson. And she said, if this guy wants to book you on something, he can make up whatever he wants because he's the cop. He's the police officer. And I know that's not a good, uh, I know that's not something that you want to hear. And it's not something you, you say, what, but we don't live in a police state. We do live in a place where a cop's word is taken over somebody else's word, no matter who that person is, who that somebody else is, you know, it's why it's not just uh, women of color who are pulled over sometimes by some cop, dirty cops who want to, you know, those, those stories you might hear about a cop who wants to like, 
who uses his power, abuses his power, and sexually harasses. Yeah, he wants those, he, wa- he wants those digits. <laughs> That's happened before in many situations, uh, and um, that abuse of power can't be proven, or the woman feels like they can't tell their story because nobody will listen to it. You know, it just it is the fact of somebody with power they can abuse it if they want and they can find all the loopholes that they can they can maneuver between like a creep uh recording crotches on the beach knowing his rights a cop would know his rights in most cases too or would know that if he talks to so and so down at the station that person's going to be like oh this is bullshit or whatever you know i'm not saying all cops are bad but the ones who are know how to get away with it you know, they know how to lie. They know who to lie to. They know how to fake a report, you know, and that's what scares me. They know how to take out the camera off their chest. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, so I'm, I'm sharing my, my, uh, I'm sharing my friend's posts about their kids and stuff because it is something they're dealing with. And it's sad to see that, that my friends have to have the extra worry about their kids. Um, but then there are these other people White people, a couple of them live down in Orange County. People have come across these posts. I've come across their posts, and they're talking about white privilege and how they don't have white privilege. Where's my white privilege, you know? Okay. And I feel like I've been in situations where I haven't had any white privilege, right? Like being, if you think of privilege as you know, being handed stuff, being given more than somebody else has. I've never had any more than anybody else had really until I got became an adult. But so I've, I've been in that situation. I've been, uh, you know, I'm a minority in black schools and black neighborhoods. And at, some, at times I felt like, yeah, I had no power at all in those situations. And Teachers and students and administrators seem to have this click that I wasn't part of and it benefited them and not me. But out in the real world, I did have white privilege, you know, and I, I don't mean that as like I'm being given things because we were dirt poor. I wasn't given anything. Um, but but you are given the benefit of the doubt, the benefit of the doubt. I know that if I'm pulled over with my I know that if my friend had not been white that I had been in that stolen car with, uh, we would have been in a different situation. And they I know shot you guys. Maybe not, but we might have gotten a harsher penalty than just a talking to. Might have gone to juvenile hall for something, you know. Might have had a trumped up charge, um, some other charge. We had an attitude, resisting arrest, whatever it might have been. You know, resisting arrest is an easy charge to pull out of your. They would be, be able to hold your. They would not be able to get a hold of your mom because she has two jobs. Right. Well, my mom. Yeah, my mom did have two jobs at the time, but but a lot of things could have gone wrong, and a lot of my friends were treated less than. Um, and I know the feeling of going into stores and not feeling like you belong there you know i know that feeling from being poor but it's different it's different also you know you know what's different also i realized this white privilege i guess um well say for example when you and isaac 
or what you, when you used to babysit Isaac, not babysit, you'd hang out with Isaac when I was working for a few hours. Right. And you guys would walk downtown and the security guard down at the Bonaventure or whatever. You don't, you're not even staying at the Bonaventure. You're just hanging out downtown. Right. And the security guard stranger starts asking Isaac where his mom is and how everything is, if he's okay and all that stuff that just because he's hanging out with you, you know, you're his stepdad. That fool Mexican too. Yeah, you're his stepdad and he's questioning. You wouldn't have been questioned if you were white. I told him to go fuck him. <laughs> Why? What makes him think he has the right? I know. That's what I told that fool. To question anything about you. He shouldn't even be talking to my son. Who are you talking to my son? You know? That, and to put that into this little boy's head that, why is he asking this? You're my stepdad. Yeah. I'm completely comfortable with you. We just woke up in the same room together. You know? <laughs> like, why would he be asking? He, that's confusing to him, too. And, uh, and things like uh, when I hear about, a, you know, a group of black guys who were hanging out in the parking lot at 7-Eleven talking or whatever. They're not drinking beer or anything. They're just t- they have like Arizona iced tea or whatever. These the, I don't know if you've ever seen that video. These guys are getting accosted by the police. They're not loitering. They're not hanging out having a party. They were like talking a little too long for somebody's taste, you know. But if it were two white guys or three white guys just chatting, like eating their Cheetos and drinking their soda, I don't know why people that make that their hanging spot. They wouldn't be bothered at all so suburb, suburban kids hang get to hang out the circle k all day yeah and that is white privilege and it's not being handed stuff it's being treated as less than it's being treated as better than or deserving of basic respect and you're not doling out the same respect to somebody who's not white and that's what white privilege is and you do just naturally have it. And I don't mean just white people. I mean the Latinos who are also white looking too. They have white privilege. Anelo. <laughs> they have white privilege because when you first encounter them, if you're an authority figure or a police officer, you're not going to look at that person and say, that person looks suspicious. You know? You're not going to get pulled over in most cases because you match the suspect. You know? A lot of times. You're not going to get pulled over, say, like when you did. Black when black people, me- Mexicans walk into a store, they follow us. When white people come in, they ask, may I help you? I have, been fo- I, ha- I have been followed before <clears throat> when I was poor. And uh, I did. Look- before you fix your teeth. <laughs> so now there's a fine line between classism and racism, though, too. Because poor white people get, uh, they are treated uh as less than in a lot of cases as well dumb cracker i mean we've watched cops right you see who's on cops cops is an exploitive exploitative see, white people start losing their white privilege when they start losing their teeth <laughs> like the more teeth you lose as a white man the more the less privilege you have <laughs> see how hard that is <laughs> so as long as you keep your fucking teeth white people White privilege will always be there for you. As far as, but everybody else, like Mexicans and blacks, we gotta work hard. We gotta make sure we dress right, answer well, I always, questions right. Like me, I don't like be confrontation with cops because I don't know. I don't care what color they are. Don't talk to me. 
But I want to let you know where you're at. I want to give you a shout out. Shout out to the cops over there. <laughs> yeah, I, um, when, you know, I all the black kids I used to know um, went to church. And they always dressed so nice. Like, it was Easter every Sunday. Okay, but on Easter then it was like 10 times that. 10 times as nice. And the thing is, um, one of my friends told me, she said, my grandmother always said she had to, uh, when they were growing up, they lived in a white neighborhood and they were black. And their mom, her mom didn't, her grandmother's mom didn't want them to be looked down upon uh, because they were black and they were already looked down upon for being black. They had to try even harder to be presentable. Kids had to behave in public. Um, they were being, they knew and they told their children that they were always being judged, uh, by a different set of standards, you know, their hair, their clothes and that sort of thing. And so there is this, that is white privilege as well. You know, I've seen white people show up to church in flip flops and shorts and a mess and nobody seems to judge them. I've seen white people with flip-flops at the fucking front desk at hotels. <laughs> nobody say shit. You mean working there? No, checking in. Oh, checking in. Oh, I do that. <laughs> no, bare feet. Yeah, bare feet. Yeah, that's... See, it, and it's... it's I've seen a, white people with bare feet at the, at the continental breakfast. That's gross. Yeah, that's, I don't need to see anybody's feet at breakfast. But so that there's just an inherent. Um, that's what white privilege means. It white mean privilege you were is anything. like this, man. Yeah. When you see a bunch of Latinos <laughs> together or black people together, they always say that's a gang over there. Yeah. But when you see a bunch of white people together, it's a fraternity. <laughs> or also, man, you know what's sad too about the shooting of um, the the guy that got shot in the chest is that right away the news, the media. They start putting his criminal record and... For Alton Sterling. Yeah, they pull his criminal record out. They put pictures of him mad-dogging the umpire in, in Little League. <laughs> but when that white kid, this is white privilege, when that white kid who raped that girl... They in were, Stanford. They, in Stanford, they were putting pictures of him at swim meets. Yeah. And there were pictures of his art. Yeah. Yeah, it's too... It's, picture uh, of him as a Boy Scout. It's it's really sad. It's really sad what's going on. And I don't know if... I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. There's going to be a big problem in this Dallas thing. I don't even... We haven't looked at the news in the last hour, but... Two hours. But um, I, I'm afraid to check it. I'm afraid there's going to be more carnage. And this is really bad. This is bad. Yeah. Because if that's happening in Dallas... L.A. could be next too. Arizona. This is supposed to be a big, um, a big. Um, well, they had these protests in Washington, in New York, Chicago, and L.A., and then Dallas. Arizona is supposed to be tomorrow. Arizona protests. Yes. There's a lot of tension in Arizona. There was people writing down on the. I saw a post that read, "Don't go to Arizona." What part of Arizona? Phoenix. Okay. Is that the cap? That's the capital, right? Yes. So, um. So that protest was for it was like I read also a post was protesting the minute well, both deaths but mostly the Minnesota um, shooting. I read a post that, about a guy that was there, 
He said, don't be fooled by the media that he goes, when the shooting started, he goes, they were actually shooting at everybody, not just the police. You the know, snipers were? He goes, Some of us were getting shot at too. Hmm. Nobody said they were sharpshooters. Yeah. <laughs> it's just snipers. All of a sudden, they're snipers. Maybe they weren't very huh? good. Maybe they weren't very good. But 11, that's a It'll, lot. Yeah. Well, they said When's the they last were, time that happened? I don't know. I haven't seen this before. I thought they were the movies. Because they said they were set up like in a, in a triangular pattern, so they would uh, have maximum impact, kill as many cops as possible who were passing through this area. See, I don't know. You could tell, uh, but like, I can't trust anything people are running with on the news. You got to wait like a couple of days before all the dust settles. You know, so it was a, you, you, know you know, it was a white shooter. They say a unknown assailant <laughs> has yeah. been praying the neighborhood. Oh, there goes the raccoon. Look at, look at. Oh, he's outside. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know what he is. A muskrat. That might be that big fat cat, though. No, no, no. I don't know what the hell he is. Where is it? On the floor. On the ledge. On the ledge. Yeah. Oh, I see. Hold on. What is it? Right now, Lisa is as far as a. She's a spider killer, and she's gonna go find out what is that thing out there. That possum took my bowl last night. I was hitting a bowl last night on at, the porch. On the porch, and and I always get paranoid because I would leave things. And we don't want um, our stepson, well, my our son, to find it. And um, I swear to God, I think uh, a possum took my bowl. He didn't take your bowl. You just misplaced it. You misplaced everything. <laughs> Listen, this is, <laughs> this is every time coming. Lisa starts complaining about stuff <laughs> about me, like leaving stuff behind, I just go. <laughs> This is coming from the man who left a sock in the medicine cabinet one time. Where at? I was at the Echo Park apartment. Really? Yeah, you went on the road and like, you do stuff in a hurry when you're getting ready to leave or you're getting ready for some. You grab random stuff, a flyer or something that you don't need. You stuff it in your pocket. You grab stuff. And then you don't grab stuff you do need. You know, you'll leave your glasses behind or whatever, but... Yeah, sock in the uh, and milk in the cabinet. That was weird. Glass in the glass cabinet. Yeah, that was weird. And uh, a sock, just a random sock sitting in the medicine cabinet. That was the strangest one, though. <laughs> so uh, we had a great time on. Well, where did we go on Monday? Oh, we took we took. Oh, I took my son. July was I, I took my son. Uh, my it was my son's birthday, and we we took him to eat Chinese food. That was mm-hmm. fun. Oh, downtown to Chinatown. As they got to see him, haven't seen him in a long time. He hasn't seen him in like three years. It was cool, man, eating Chinese food. Then we went to go get some some cupcakes that were delicious. Yeah, there's a new vegan restaurant in Silver Lake called By Chloe, and this woman, Chloe Cascarelli. She's a little Italian woman, young woman. She won cupcake wars with her vegan cupcakes, and the other competitors weren't even vegan. They weren't making vegan cupcakes. She was in a regular competition. And she won the cupcake competition, and she started, she wrote like two cookbooks, and I got both of them, and I make all sorts of stuff from her cookbooks. 
and her cakes are the best vegan cakes I've They're ever had. Good. They're very fluffy and light. They're not dense like a lot of cupcakes and, and cakes in general and muffins and stuff. They're so freaking heavy and and um these stuff these are not. And she has a little restaurant now over in Silver Lake. She has one in New York too, and I think it's gonna open in Boston too. She gets a um But it's a cute little little uh, you know, they make like macaroni and cheese. Is she the one um, you got that and nacho cheese recipe from? No, that was my vegan girlfriend. Oh. I don't think she's been updating her blog lately, but I got that nacho cheese recipe a long time ago. But I tweak it a little bit and I add I add a little bit of nacho juice, nacho pepper, nacho um, jalapeno. <laughs> I can't think of the word. <laughs> jalapeno juice to the, to the cheese. It makes it a little bit more zingy. So um, the hotel we were staying in, breaking the law, breaking the law. They didn't allow pets. See, I didn't follow the rules there. You didn't follow the rules. And I was all paranoid, too. I wasn't paranoid because I know how to hide her. So we snuck in the rabbit. And we had to, first of all, we had to make the place rabbit proof. Yeah, we had to hide all the cords. Hide all the cords because rabbits eat cords. <laughs> oh, yeah, they also chew anything that, that looks, anything wicker. Oh, yeah, wicker. Yeah, the front of the drawers had a little wicker design on it, and she was biting those. That was driving me crazy. I was like, stop. They're going to figure us out. And it was weird, man, when when I, we were shrooming. She was running around like super fast because the fireworks outside were getting her paranoid. Yeah, and the honking outside, too. Yes, so. and um, I was just laying there all of a sudden. The rabbit jumps from the floor to the top of the bed. Oh, pretty good, pretty high jump. Yeah, it's pretty high. She top. loves hotels, though. That's her third her third hotel she's been in in her little life. Three months with us, but we took her. We took her with us. Paddle uh, boarding it, one day, huh? Yeah, paddle boarding. Hopefully this weekend. Let's uh, talk about dates and wrap it up, huh? Dates what? Your shows. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you done talking? Yeah, you done? You have anything burning issues? No, I can I, I can mention that um, Isaac has I a little brother, a little sister. Oh yeah, my son has a new little sister. She Excited. was born today, and uh, his Vivian. dad, yeah, his dad and his stepmom had a baby, and he is so 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 happy. Oh, happy. And excited. He shared all her pictures with me, dumped all the pictures on my phone. <laughs> but he's really happy, and I'm happy for him. So he's a big brother. He's now He went from being an only child to a middle child because he's got child. an older brother who's 20 now, his stepbrother. And uh, now he has a half-sister. And, you know, some people, whenever you post about your stepson, my son, um, people always they feel it necessary to comment to you. He's your son. Don't call him your stepson. Like they think that (laughs) they think it hurts his feelings, but Isaac is uh, very loved. He has a lot of family and he already has a dad. And yes, he gave me a nice, uh, also he gave me a nice, um, happy father's day from to a stepfather. Yeah. He doesn't look at step at the word step as meaning anything negative and it doesn't mean anything negative. It just means, you know, his dad is his dad. Yes. And Felipe is his stepdad. But sometimes he's called you my dad yeah. when he says stuff to his friends. When I want less comic. When yeah. you want less comic standing. 
<laughs> and he was really proud of you and talking about it. it was just easier for him to say my dad but then he would say my stepdad he likes being a little miklo he likes being the he likes his family situation he has a lot of family who love him he has a mom and a stepmom a dad and a stepdad who all love him very much he has a big brother stepbrother uh, he a lot has, of people don't get along, though. He gets along with Philip too. With your a lot son, of people don't right? get along. Like my Tuesday, my my brother's baby mama don't even let him see his kid. Yes, true. Very sad. Very sad. That's very sad. I don't understand why. I don't understand why would one woman do that? Like, hey, man, you know I'm gonna get back at him by not letting my son know who his father is. Because that's really what you're doing. It's you're destroying multiple people's lives. You are and. Not only I, that, I don't know making that guy smoke more crack. <laughs> well, nobody can make you do that. But that That's hurts. your choice. That's your choice to do that. But teach this bitch. <laughs> how does that teach her or anything? It's destroying yourself. But I don't understand. A lot of, a lot of our listeners go that. through that. Man. I know. It's like, I know. Fuck, it's, like, it's part of life. I know. I see it all. You gotta the time. deal with it somehow. Somehow, man. Like Juice, too. You had him on the podcast, too. and he's, I didn't even know he had kids. Yeah, he has a kid who's, I think he's about four now. He's a cute little kid. I have a, a friend from high school who is remarried now and has a daughter. But his ex-wife, um, he's been divorced from her for a couple of years. He has a four-year-old son, and he has only seen him once in the last three years. And she won't let him see him. And there is no reason, and a lot of the courts are skewed toward the mom, and even when the dad has done nothing wrong. And it's it's just, especially out here in California, it's crazy. Yeah, the woman wins over here. The woman always wins. And um, I see so many sad men walking around. Uh, who well, have I, to deal with it's that. Funny, a lot of my friends, I, I find out later on that they have kids. And then he goes, I didn't know you had a kid. I know I, um, I don't get to see him because the mom took off. He goes, wow, same thing happened to me. Birdman, too. That's same it. thing up, up there. He talked about that, too. His his uh, his ex did not let him see her son, see their son. And after, like, age eight or nine, and... Um, he tried to develop a relationship with him when he got older, and the son didn't want anything to do with him. He just believed all these lies that, I know the, that mom, the mom told him. And it's sad because it's not just like keeping – it's not – you might want to do it to spite that guy. He pissed you off. He cheated on you. Whatever he may have done, okay? <clears throat> you are destroying your kids' lives too, and you're destroying your kids' chance at a father-child relationship because when they get older – they're going to they're going to reach out to that guy and they're going to try and start a relationship and it's going to be awkward. It's going to be difficult because they're both adults and they both have lives. They both have lives that are separate and different and the father didn't get a chance to know this kid growing up. He's now got a bond with this adult which is very tough. In addition to that, you have a child who is angry and who holds this against this person without knowing the truth and eventually they're going to find out the truth and they're going to hate the mom that always for, happens for what for the lies that she told and so you're destroying this whole circle of 
of family members. And the woman's going to be like, now he turned them against me. No, you, you turn them against yourself. You're finding out the truth. They're finding out the truth. And the, the kids will always find out the truth. And it's too bad. You know, <clears> from, from, you know, my brothers found out some stuff too late recently in their lives. And they're in their 40s now. They found out about stuff about your father, right, recently? Yeah. Well, I talked about it on the podcast. They didn't even know until we were talking on the podcast. And and it's it's um, they've already made up their minds as adults just to not have them in, his, in their lives. And that's too bad. But it was because of several factors, not just because he was a bad person. You know? He wasn't a bad person. He was a scared person. He was uh, an abused person. So... That that's uh, it's it's kind of playing God with these people's lives. It's what you're doing, you know. If your if your boyfriend, your ex boyfriend, ex husband, whatever baby daddy, is a jerk or is a shitty dad, let the kids find out by letting them see him. Yeah, he's a let jerk. Let them make their decision. Yes, listen, he's a jerk to you. Right. He may be a great father. You don't know. I have no idea. Now, if he's shitty and he keeps disappointing the kid, the kid will write him off and go, you Mom, know what? Mom, I don't want to see him anymore. I don't want to see him anymore. I don't want to go because he disappoints me. I don't even want to set up. That will happen if he's a shitty dad. Let them figure it out for themselves. Let your kids make their choices. It's just so sad to watch a, a woman do that and, and yank. And still try to get child support. <sighs> And yeah, I mean, after all those years of of your baby mama holding withholding the kids from you, the moment you win last comic standing, she runs to the child support office. She became the last baby mama. Standing. I know, and then you tell the joke, but it, and I know it's, it's you crazy, don't even care huh? about you don't even care about the money because whatever. I really wish she had given some of that money to the kids. She gave no money to the kids. No money. She didn't have to, but it would have been nice. She didn't yeah. even tell them about the money. No. And um, that's crazy how my my baby my son's moms got the child support money from last comic standing and still didn't tell them. They found out later. They huh? found out. Everybody will find out. I'm telling you, you can't chick- hide nothing, the chickens man. come home to roost. And uh, she had to deal with the wrath of that, you know. And I wish she had given some to the kids. Something. Something. And you know, she also shouldn't have. I mean. <laughs> I can't even go into all that, but the lies and the deceit. Deceit. I don't know how you can do that to your kids. I don't know how you can just lie to your kids like that. doesn't make sense. I know, man, like my kid's mom, for a long time, um, she let my kids think that her new man was their father. Yeah. So later on, um, they saw me on television and this, and then... My yeah. daughter asked, who is this guy with my last name? Yeah. She said, oh, shit. She had to. <laughs> That's your father. Is up. <laughs> That's your father. <clears throat> That's your father. Okay. <laughs> also, we have, also um, we have dates. Lisa? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, before we wrap up here. We should end with, son, I want to be like you. Dad. Nah, Cats yeah. in the cradle? Yeah. Damn. Nah, it's too deep. <laughs> Just end with fuck the police. Nah. <laughs> no, I this in no way am I we'll, saying. Wait with uh, we'll end with um, it's a wonderful world. I see flow. <laughs>
Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. I gotta tell you guys how funny. Joe, I don't know if I ever said this before. My brother, have a, have a niece that helps us out now. Her name is Dana, and she was turning. She maybe, helps us in the office. She was turning five, I guess. And um, everybody was bringing her presents. So my brother, he one of those guys that I think he's cheap or something, but he always tries to make presents. Like he'll give you. One time he gave me for Christmas, and we were like, a, we were like, this is the fucking gift exchange, okay? Forty fucking dollars. Wait, he wait. This brother fought for that as the minimum. Forty five, forty dollars. It had to be. Yes, and all he did was take a bunch of photos of downtown LA, print them over in black and white, and put them in a shitty frame, <laughs> and gave me that. He pushed for the forty dollar gift. Yeah. And his gift was not $40. Yes. Not that I care about that. I love handmade gifts. I don't care about that. But what were you saying about Dana? I forgot. You were saying Dana when she was five, everybody's giving presents. Oh, so, it was, oh, so yeah. she was 25, right? <laughs> so forgot my little brother, this mother, this, this fool was practicing that song, It's a Wonderful World. What a Wonderful What world. a Wonderful Life. What a Wonderful World. What a Wonderful World by... um. Neil by Neil Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, Neil Armstrong wrote that song. It's a wonderful world when he was, he was in on a, a spaceship. spaceship <laughs> singing Major Tom. <laughs> Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. It's Satchmo. a What a wonderful world. A great Satchmo. So this fool said, I want to sing It's a Wonderful World. To Dana at her birthday party, man, in front of everybody. That was her gift. My gift. That was her gift. They stopped the music and then they played on the It's a Wonderful World from the radio inside the house. And let me tell you, man, most of my family went inside with tears to go laugh. (laughs) Oh, my God. How old was your brother? I don't know, man. Who cares? Teenager? Teenager, man. Hilarious. Straight up Bobby Hill move. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's a Peggy move. Bobby wouldn't stop and sing. And now how dare you try to take all the thunder from this little girl's party <laughs> by singing? Oh man, man, it was my wild. gift is song. My gift is this song. <laughs> this one's for you. All right, oh, let's get shit. to the dates. Um, we've got. Coming up, things got moved around. So if you had tickets to something, very sorry, not our beyond our like, control. Uh, if you had tickets to San Jose for next week, um, that show San, um, San Jose? Jose. Sorry, if you had tickets to San Diego for next week on the fifteenth of July, that show has been moved to October twenty first. They will honor your ticket from the July fifteenth show if the, if you bought it. Um, but I would recommend calling the box office and just making sure. You don't have to do anything special. They should have emailed Fernando, you. Fernando, you were there, man. That shit was funny. Ticket, <laughs> Ticketmaster should have emailed you uh, uh, about changing your ticket if you want to. About refunding your ticket if you want to refund uh, if you can't make the October twenty first show. But that Humphreys by the Bay show is now moved to October. Um, so in July, Felipe will be in Corpus Christi, Texas, July twenty first through twenty third at Mesquite Street Comedy Club. Then um, the following weekend, July 28th through the 31st at New York, in New York City at Caroline's Comedy Club. And I wish I were going with you, but... Me too. 
It will be stinky and hot over there, and I'm you're probably oh my sweating. god, it will. Especially if you go down to Chinatown, the rotten vegetables and fish. I'm telling you, it's gonna stink. Uh, and then August fourth through the seventh at West Palm Beach, and August twelfth, Tucson, Arizona. August thirteenth, Pueblo, Colorado, and then of course Chicago. On August nineteenth and twentieth at Joe's Bar on Weed Street. Very excited about that. Very excited. Very excited. That's probably about three. We're gonna have fun. Full, three quarters full, and that's gonna be sold out. Um, so hurry and get your tickets if you haven't gotten them already at MikeyOComedy.com. And um, the last thing I'm gonna mention is San Jose Improv, August twenty sixth through twenty eighth. You are filming your special on the twenty seventh if all goes well. Uh, both shows. And, Did you uh, mention Comedy Magic Club? I didn't. You know what? I keep forgetting that because it's not a weekend. That's right. It's my a Wednesday. Eyes, my eyes scroll over it. It's uh, August 10th, Wednesday, 8 p.m., Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, California. It's about uh, 45 minutes to an hour away, southwest of L.A. All my Harbor City people, Hawthorne, Linwood, all that area, please show up. Torrance, if you live in that area. We're only 250 seats. It's only one night at that place. One so night. it's going to sell out. So get tickets at comedy and magic. We have ice club. that week? Com. That we Wednesday? Do, we do, yeah. Oh, we could go to the beach and hang out during the day, get a room maybe. Okay. What? Take, ask, I'm going to ask Philip if you want to go. Yeah, that'd be fine. Um, also, people, if you guys are new to the beach, if you're going swimming this week, or any time, if you haven't been swimming a long time, this is a public announcement from a, a person who knows how to swim. Ask, go walk up to the lifeguard tower and ask him how safe the ocean is. And believe, believe me, they have a tons of information to let you know if there's a rip curl or a rip tide. Because a lot of Venice Beach, hey, yeah, Venice Beach is a nice beach and all that. But Devin's Beach probably has the most dangerous water in California. Well, there are several spots where the they have a couple of jetties set up, but there are several spots along the coast right there where they, it takes a dip or it hits the pier or whatever, and then there are all sorts of different rip currents in the in the area there. So there if, might be four going on at one time, you know, and they're watching them all. If you're in the water, this is how you know you're in a rip curl or a rip tide. Um, you start to swim back to the sand, and it's very hard, and you can't do it no more. You're fighting against. And you're fighting it. against the the ocean to go back into the sand. What you gotta do, man, is um, lay, start floating, and start swimming out to the ocean, and wait for a wave to bring you back into the beach. Or swim around. Swim. Um Parallel to the beach, or where the, where the lifeguard is telling you to do. Either north too. or south, north or south, swim parallel until you feel that you're not being pulled out anymore, and then you can swim to the beach. That's also if you're not too tired, but also, if you're really exhausted floating. Also, if you're a guy that weighs two hundred and seventy pounds, <laughs> and when you take off your socks and they, your your feet look like they've been wrapped around by a rope. Don't go swimming. You got diabetes. <laughs> All right. What? I don't know what I'm saying. All right, everybody. Please. Subscribe to the Enchilada Casserole podcast. Leave us a review. Please leave us a review on SoundCloud or and share the podcast. Kiss your wife. Tell everybody you love them. Be nice. Talk Re- to you guys later. Respect everybody. Respect everybody. Respect one another. Be yeah. safe. Bye. 
What a wonderful world 